Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Real estate, one of the nice things about it, it's always in flux. Sometimes there's down, down times and high times, but great real estate agents transcend both. On the highs, they go higher. On the troughs, they don't go as deep. They actually are doing quite well. And uh, Jordan, you've been in the business for a while. Welcome to the program. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Happy to be on. So give me your definition of a really great real estate agent. What are the attributes they have? What's the mindset they have that allow them to uh, be of value to their clients? Well, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking. Um, I think it's when it's the care factor. It's the ones that are kind of crazy about their job. They love their clients so much and they want great results for their clients so much that it kind of drives them to that point where they're doing stuff more than that other agent. You can be a good agent. You can work hard, but you have to have a little cuckoo inside of you uh, to be a great agent, I believe, because it's such a hard job and it's hard to balance life and work. And as a really good agent, you never really put it down. I mean, I'm working till I'm working from eight in the morning till 10 at night, a lot of the nights. I mean, I take breaks in there, but um, I operate a team of 22 agents. I've trained over 40 agents. So I know they're just seeing a good and a bad agent. And really it's the ones that are just, it just, their results for their clients are what drives them the most for sure. Yeah, you got to have uh, obsession. I was listening to something with uh, Warren Buffett just today while I was working out because I hate working out and I do it every day. But one of the ways I do it is uh, learn as I'm on the rowing machine or whatever. And uh, today he was talking about you know having someone that has uh, intelligence, having someone that has energy or passion, and then Ooh. having that uh, intent and the integrity. And kind of what you're talking about is in that third column, that curing the obsessing over providing a great service to uh, to clients. Well, it even ties in with the other ones as well, because if you're that, um, you know, that passionate about it, you're going to seek knowledge. Right? Yeah, so you're going to read you're going to read uh, books on negotiating and read books on the market. You're going to study the American market. You're going to talk to other great realtors. You're going to put yourself in, in, in seminars and stuff like that to better your skills and stuff like that. So it, it certainly does all wrap in. Um, my team and I are really big right now on he healthy mind, healthy soul, healthy body kind of thing like that. So mm. on Monday was a holiday here. It was Victoria Day. We got our team together at six in the morning and did a 5K run together. So wow. we believe, yeah. So, you know, we believe in um, a healthy mind, healthy body is also transcending into helping our clients as well. So I totally agree with Mr. Warren Buffett, which I should because he's a genius. He is in his domain, and uh, he might actually really suck at real estate. Although he owns uh, he owns a company that does that, it's just he, one of the things he said was, you know, I stay in my lane. Yeah. When I buy a company, I let the CEO run the company. Uh, some of them I've uh, done the deal on the phone and not met them for like uh, eight months till after the mm -hmm. transaction was done. But getting back to kind of your team, and you said, you know, healthy mind, uh, healthy body, healthy soul, all three are interlinked. 
mm-hmm. if you want to change one, you can use one of the others to leverage it. And certainly mindset is uh, a powerful tool. And oh, yeah. uh, if you want to change mindset, sometimes going for a run is a great way to change your mood immediately. Rather than trying to do positive thoughts, go for a freaking run or a workout. Got to change the environment sometimes for sure. Yeah. And uh, impact any one of those and you can impact the soul. So leading is one of the most challenging things uh, out there because gone are the days where you can say, okay, bring out the tasers. It's very much about influencing people. Mm. Here's my definition of a leader is, uh, we'll go deeper into this, but very much the ability to let your charges let go of the fear because they trust in you so much and go on a journey and accomplish more than they thought possible. So Mm. it's that connection and trust that allows them to go on a journey, even though they may not be able to go on that journey themselves. Thoughts on that definition? I love it. Uh, I don't know if you know or not, but I'm called the Michael Jordan of real estate. So Nice. And uh, I don't say sold, I say swish. But to dig into that a little bit more, the reason why I'm known as the Michael Jordan of real estate is not because of my successes or because my name is Jordan. Um, although that was a little bit of a playoff words, but it's because of his work ethic. You know, Michael Jordan is is um, a champion. No one can argue that, but it also is leadership and he leads by example, you know. Um, I, like I said, I have 22 agents on the team and I'm the first person in the office a lot of time. I'm always available. I try and outwork them. I have a fat, like, I mean, not a lot of people on the team have two kids and a dedicated family where they have to spend time with that as well. I also coach my kids' football team. Um, so, I lead by example, um, kind of showing them the way, giving them confidence, and I don't sugarcoat it. It is hard. I show them my struggles as well so that they feel comfortable about it. And I'm really good at positive reinforcements. I've been a manager for a long time, so I'm really good at seeking first to understand before being understood. You know, when I want to give someone some corrective criticism or constructive criticism, I will always, you know, hey, I really love how you did this. I love how you did that. That was really intriguing. I thought that was interesting. Um, what I saw here was, and I think it's intriguing how you did it, I, was, I, I think a better way it might be or X, Y, Z. So um, I love leading. I think like I learn a lot from coaching. Yeah. So um, I'm a, I'm a student myself. So when I'm, when I am leading or training or coaching, it's really from a place of love and, and, and caring and stuff like that as well. But I totally agree with the leadership aspect. So the other thing you mentioned as you were uh, chatting about leadership was, uh, showing your areas of vulnerability and weakness and mm. uh, managers oftentimes it's all like I'm perfect and I know everything and true leaders are very much, you know, Hey, if they've got issues, they're sharing it not as a sign of weakness, but strength. It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm walking the same path. And there's something about the honesty of that mm-hmm. is really, really important. So true. What comes to mind first is, um, Every single day, like your brain is meant to protect you. You know, we all wake up in the morning and your brain says, stay in bed. Today's going to suck. Oh, man, how can I wiggle out of this meeting or whatever, right? So, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I'm a little sore. Your brain's meant to protect you, you know, um, changing jobs, changing home, anything like that. So, again, what I'm getting at is every single morning I'm listening to uh, Tony Robbins or, um, you know, any of these uh, Jordan Peterson, um, things like that. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is I listen to mental, strong, motivational, mental stuff in the morning, and I share it with my team because I, I want to show them that, hey, I, even myself, I've got to check in every morning. Like, this is not easy for me to do, you know. 
um, it, the brain still speaks in my ear as well. Hey, don't go door knocking. Hey, don't do this. Hey, you don't have to make these calls tonight. Um, hey, just, you know, cancel that meeting. You're tired. You can reschedule for tomorrow. It's no, it, no, you, it, with that mental toughness and studying every day, even I have to check in. So I tell my team, Hey, it's, you know, I'm just like you guys, even though I'm eight years in the business, you're three months in the business. Our brain is still both trying to attack us the same way. And it does it never stops. It doesn't matter how successful you get. Your brain is still like, hey, it's okay. You can take the day off. Absolutely. And I think one of our greatest abilities is rationalizing whatever we want to uh, have be true. And uh, we can spin amazing tales. And sometimes our friends have uh, bullshit meters, but we bullshit ourselves so easily because uh, our inner self knows uh, where the vulnerabilities are. Just tell this lie. Umar will believe it. And absolutely. So- so funny. I mean, it's a sunny day out. You're like, oh, it's a sunny day. Just take the day out. It's raining. Like, oh, it's raining. Take the day out. It's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Your brain's like, yeah, you're good. You know what I mean? So uh, the first thing I do in the morning is make my bed. I like, I love that, you know, making your bed. It's that first decision in the morning where you're not doing something that you want to do, even though it's so easy. You've made a mental decision. I'm making my bed. You know, yesterday I had to be open, you know, on this interview. Yesterday I had a tough day. Um, mental wise, I came home. To have a nap, like a power nap in, mm. in the afternoon around two o'clock. And when I walked in and saw my bed made, I've always said before, like, hey, have a bad day and come home to a be- a, a, med- a, be- a made bed. is just like great. But yesterday was like one of the first times that I actually walked in, saw my bed made. And it was really nice and tight. I was like, ah, I just fell on top of it. And I couldn't imagine if I had come home in that mind space and my bed was messy, it would have been a different thing. But it was really funny to even have that thought myself yesterday. Um, you know, funny, let's break that down. If I, if, I, if I may, I was talking with a colleague yesterday and he told me something I never heard before. I thought it was intriguing. Um, he said, if you don't make your bed, who's going to sleep in it? I said, who? He said, the devil. I mean, it's not a, it's not just a Christianity thing. Or, uh, uh, Are you talking uh, about your girlfriend? Is that it? Would she <laughs> listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> She's also a realtor, so we're going to crush some deals today as well. Nice. What was kind of interesting is breaking down what you said, coming home and noticing the bed was made just made you feel really good about it. What's interesting is if you came in that mood and your bed wasn't made, you may have noticed or maybe not have noticed. And it's something about when you're not in a good space, you tolerate lower performance so much more easily. And when you're feeling really, really good, it's easier to operate at a higher level. It's like one thing builds upon the other and it's like like a flywheel. If that flywheel is spinning, baby, it just makes life so much easier. And if it's, it's it really straight, it is tough to get it moving. Momentum goes in both ways, positive mm-hmm. momentum and negative momentum, for yeah. sure. I use that for negotiating a lot. I get, when I get the negotiating going, the momentum and the momentum, trying to get to that, that uh, level of action where they actually sign the deal. But uh, nice. yeah, I love momentum. So uh, let's talk about leadership. Talk about one of the people you've led, could be in this team or in uh, previous teams, of sure. someone that was struggling, don't name names uh, mm-hmm. unless you really want to, uh, and just talk about, you know, hey, this person was struggling. This is how I discovered what was really causing the problem, and this is how I got them to uh, overcome it. So uh, first the sure. noticing, and then yeah. uh, walk me through it. Sure. Um the first person that comes to mind is a gentleman who had been on my team for about two years now. He's now a manager of the team, um, doing very well for himself. We call him TikTok. So if you go on TikTok in British Columbia and you swipe four or five, six times, you'll certainly see him. He was a plug 
Hummer before he was a real estate agent. So no real sales training, no real anything to do with real estate, real hands-on guy, but super authentic, Mm. Just a real, real guy. I mean, one of those guys that can have messy hair and he doesn't, it just looks like it fits on him, right? Like a Brad Pitt kind of guy, okay? Really nice guy. But I'm bringing him up because I, it's not like I made him. It was, it was so inside of him already that it just needed to be drawn out. And it just was like lighting a fire. Because once it started going, it was going. And he liked my authentic, my authentic kind of style of the okay, way I do videos. Where when I do videos, I feel like you, you feel like I'm talking to the person. I don't feel like I'm um sugarcoating stuff you don't feel like i'm sales breath kind of you know uh you know trying to mesmerize you it feels really authentic and grounded and organic and he ran with that uh and went with the tiktok platform which is kind of like a raw platform i find i find instagram is one thing facebook's one thing and tiktok's that wham bam in your face and it just people really resonated with him and i think he's up in around twelve thousand organic followers right now wow. Um, but with him, it was, I, I, I love being able to train different people and have different and, and pull what's out of them. Right. So basically with him, I just kept him organic, uh, showed him the work ethic of put, putting out lots of videos every single day on different platforms, doubling down. And he's really done really great on immersing himself in the finer details of real estate. So within just two years, he's understanding bond markets and all this and how they work together and um, stretching himself from northern BC and all over the map, doing commercial deals, stuff like that, doing land assemblies, doing pre-sales. So uh, this one gentleman went from being a, a plumber to being a phenomenal realtor within a year and a half, two years. And it was all a lot on his own accord with just being an organic person, which is really cool. And having being able to portray that message, it was really, really nice. Nice. The only thing I challenge uh, on what you said was he was a plumber, man. Those guys like, do you want sewage all over your basement or would you like to buy my service? They're like no. masters. <laughs> Just no. Kidding. Yeah, uh, no, no. Sure. I mean, it, that's what leadership is, right? Is noticing what the potential is there and helping that person tap into it and become the person that we're always meant to be. Yeah. What I'm finding interesting right now is I'm coaching football for the first time and my son is six. Nice. So you're seeing kids that are really timid. Uh, you're seeing kids that are active. You're seeing kids that are dis- uh, distracting other kids. You're seeing kids that are a little cocky, maybe. They need to be toned down and be uh, more respectful. But it's really cool seeing that ground zero of skills being developed. And um, they really look up to me. And I love – I find that ener- – just now that I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm having this thought that it, when I look at the whole team as a general, what it is is bring up their energy, make sure they're positive, make sure they're in a good headspace where they can be themselves. It's not even really the – tools or the skills that you're teaching them it's creating the space and environment for them to with with to find themselves which is really really cool because i find with the kids if they're in a down down mood you can't teach them anything but as soon as they're up in an up mood and everyone's focused and looking in their brains are just so receptive and uh you know talking to a lot of people it's those uh defining moments in early childhood when it's about teamwork and stepping up and being selfless and doing it for the team that guides yeah. you to build amazing lives it really is it's one of the greatest joys of my life right now it's awesome I'm loving so I, it so i did this keynote speech uh for the uh, boy scouts of america this mm. was actually at uh they're, you know headquarters in dallas and you've got like uh a thousand uh folks from all around boy scouts worldwide and uh since then, I've been attuned to the Boy Scouts. And one of the things is you read uh, biographies like from Keith Richards, who's 
basically a stoner. And uh, in his book, right at the beginning, he says, I just want to thank the Boy Scouts. Mm. What they taught me helped me in life big time. And that's what uh, football is. And that's what uh, providing leadership training very young just uh, changes the direction of someone's life. It really does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, absolutely. So who are you grooming to take your position? You've got a team of 20 some odd people. Is there someone on that team that you're kind of thinking, I'm, I'm going to groom this person to step up? Not yet. You sound like, like ask Michael Jordan, Hey, Michael Jordan, who are you grooming to take your position? Say, take my position. You're crazy. <laughs> There's True, no- but actually you're not uh, Michael Jordan. You are uh, I, Phil. I, get, I, I, I will admit it right in this interview. My problem is handing the ball off. I hate Right. passing i hate it i i will admit it that's why i like football give me the ball i'm going to the end zone there's no pit. there's no passing nice. like that. um no it, we are we we had about 18 members on our team we've jumped up to about 22 23 our goal is to get to about that 50 agents we do want to be one of the largest or if not the largest real estate team in canada um my partner who owns the team with me team zuber and associates uh, Sean Zubor owns the entire brokerage of Stone, Stonehouse Realty. We were with Remax before. We left Remax, started our own brokerage last year or the year before. We were Canada's fastest growing real estate company. We have now about 450 agents that work for our brokerage. We have three different brokerages. We'll be going nice. Canada-wide. So I feel like I'm a snowball within a snowball. Um, but right now I'm focused on building tiers within my team so that we can have better retention um and uh and leverage that way as well so just to understand correctly you're a snowball but you're not flaky ah <laughs> sorry no definitely not flaky definitely not flaky so jordan tell me about do you've got a new initiative that you're going to bring uh, uh thank you a new initiative into british columbia and beyond tell me about that thank you very much really excited about it um it's called search pre-sales .ca. Very easy. Searchpresales.ca. We have the domain. We have the website set up right now. We're going to be tweaking the website a lot. That's what I'm focusing on the most. But it's basically a one-stop shop for pre-sales. If you ask people right now, not a realtor, but a regular uh, you know, buyer, where would you go for pre-sales? There's no real place to just like a website to just go for pre-sales where all the information is on there. And it's very transparent, you know, like a chat bot on there. Um, all of the interviews with the developers, past products from the developers, official community plans within those pre-sales. So you can see what's coming up in that community. Um, all that kind of stuff that we're going to have avenues for property managers on there. Uh, once a month, we'll be throwing like a gala at a hotel or something like that. Nice. Where we're actually going to bring the developers down there. So we're going to have all the pre-sales set up and developers or people from the sales center down there. Um, but really, I want to dial in and make it a one-stop shop for um, for pre-sales. So we have searchpresales.ca IG page. We have searchpresales Facebook page, YouTube everything. And I'm just dialing on uh, a wholesale uh, pre-sale shop for, for the BC area. And it will be Canada-wide because we have searchpresales.ca. So we'll roll it out all across uh, moving into next year. Brilliant. Because it's all about meeting the future. Like it is. Meeting the, uh, the products and the tools that are ready for three months out, six months out, two years out, three years out. That's what leaders do. Divide. Well, what I like is the, the fantasy. Find a need and fill it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So what's that one area that you, other than not handing over the ball, what's that one area you're working on to uh, get Jordan 2.0? Easy peasy. I have it right on my wall right here. Proactive thoughts. I want to be more proactive. I find right now in my career, um, I'm being too reactive 
you right. know, I'm looking at the one month, one week, one day, you know, I'm not, I don't find that I'm planning for August or September or November, December, January. Um, I want to, I want to do more proactive thoughts, which in title is kind of the pre-sales search pre-sales, but I was really focused on, I, I wasn't looking around the corner and that's what I want to do. The next for Jordan and Parker to step it up, it's going to be more proactive thoughts is what I'm working nice. on. Brilliant. Good luck on that journey. Uh, what are uh, three tips that you would give uh, new leaders that they should focus on to become good leaders? One, invest in yourself. If you're a leader and you're not reading every day, studying every day, you're you're not doing it. Your number one investment is yourself. You need to invest in yourself. Seminars, um, breakout sessions and stuff like that with other <laughs> leaders in the industry and stuff like that. But number one, invest in yourself courses that's number one uh number two um i guess i'll go back to the the mind body soul if you're not being physically active if you're a leader and you're not going for walks if you're not eating right um those kinds of things then that's not good as well and number three take time off for yourself enjoy yourself nice breathe get grounded go walk in the forest take your shoes off stand in the grass Breathe. Lay on the floor with your back. Just breathe. So uh, I'll kind of summarize that uh, with a Umar twist because we're well, on the same page. The strongest version of you is your authentic self. <laughs> Part of the journey in life is very much figuring out who you are. We have a sense of it and really digging down to figure out, okay, this is what I believe. This is who I am. And this is where I'm heading. And there is a power in that because that's the foundation to build something amazing on. And when you are at your best self, that's when you can be a great leader that people can lean on as opposed to someone that's pretending to know all the answers. People see through that sooner or later. They really do. If I can add to that, my, my what really drives me is um, if you want to be rich or if you want to you know, have money or whatever, I found that your your value is in your gift. Right. So everyone has a gift and your gift is not for you to nourish on a, a mango tree doesn't need its own mango. Nothing in life nourishes off its own gift. Your gift is to serve and that's the servitude. And what I'm getting at is the trick to life is progress. And you're just refining yourself, finding who you are, what your gift is, and you refine it and refine it and refine it and then serve it for for to have that sense of servitude is what I believe it's just, we're just trying to re refine who, who our best selves are. I totally agree with you. This is uh for most people, they'll do more stuff for other people than they will for themselves. Like yeah. you take soldiers will uh, do heroic things for their teammates. Yeah. Than they will for themselves or they'll do for the general. And so, 100%. yeah, 100%. Super. But uh, Jordan, thanks so much for being on the program. We're going to put all the contact information in the show notes. So all the links and the phone numbers, but uh, quickly give one place people can reach you. If they're just on a treadmill right now, listening to this uh, interview. I'm the Michael Jordan of real estate. Just Google the <laughs> Michael Jordan of real estate, Jordan Parker. I'm very happy. If you type in Jordan Parker, I should be the first 10 searches I've done for the while. I think I'm number 34 uh, for social media in the province of British Columbia. There's 50,000 agents. So Wow. If you can't Google me, I'm doing something wrong. Brilliant. Uh, once again, thanks for being on the program, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. It's been fun. Look forward to the next conversation. Everyone have a great day. Love and peace. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 